1: 335, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Let me correct something else. Governor Glenn Youngkin is under attack for not addressing gun crimes. Really? Kishmir Tuchus. Let me explain this to you. You know why gun violence is up in our beloved Commonwealth? Because the Democrats, when they controlled the House of Delegates, the State Senate, and the Attorney General's Office, the Lieutenant Governor's Office, and the Governor's Office, passed outrageous legislation that has done everything humanly possible to declaw law enforcement. You know where a lot of guns turn up? Well, they turn up at crime scenes. True. You know where else you find guns? You find them in the possession of people who do not follow traffic laws. People who are running red lights. People who don't have taillights that work. Well, we can't pull people over for taillights anymore. Why? because Ralph Northam and the Virginia Democrats said you can no longer pull people over for taillights. Remember the other nonsense that these morons had uh, positioned? Well, we're gonna, it shouldn't be against the law to drive without headlights. And what do we need inspections for? And uh, so, listen, I get it. I really do. I get it. You have the political class and the news media class. But I repeat myself, they're one and the same. This is another issue that I promise I will address this evening during my uh, speaking e- event over in Mechanicsville. We're, this is all on it. This is all on the uh, the list. So please don't come to me and cry me a river. Oh, we can't. The gun crime is up. It's because the cops don't care. Wrong. It's because Virginia Democrats told the cops, "Sit down and shut up." A little bit like Terry McAuliffe said to we the parents, "Sit down and shut up." You well, know, you saw how that worked out for uh, T Mac, right? Now's the time to stand up and be counted, be loud, be proud. All right, now I sit here in the uh, the plaque shack. Right now, I got I've got two folded American flags. Why? Because because my father just always made things difficult, but. Looking directly at an American flag that covered my dad's casket. And then behind me, uh, basically over my right shoulder, is a slightly smaller American flag folded that was used to cover his uh, his burial urn. Well, I told you, my father just uh, made everything difficult. But I look at him every single day. I look over here, my dad's uh, MP armband. I have nothing but love for our veterans. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out why this president has determined that our veterans are not worth anything at all. He wants to take money away from the vets and give it to illegal aliens? Well, I thought to myself, we've got one guy we can talk to. Somebody who has has gone through hell and back, who as a direct result of his his intelligence, his heroism, his bravery, his, uh, his dedication has made it better for vets moving forward thanks to the tally Bill and thanks to President Trump for signing that into law. Brian Talley knows a thing or two about all this, and I'm happy to say he is with us. Brian, thank you for being here, brother.
0: Hey, thanks a lot for having me, Jeff. I sincerely appreciate the opportunity.
1: Well, the pleasure is always mine. Let's let's dive right into this. You tell me what you're hearing, and, and maybe you can explain why this makes sense to anybody.
0: I mean, you know... Being a national veteran advocate these days, uh, I can tell you that this has not been received well uh, from the veteran community. And, you know, just the idea that our administration uh, uh, would even consider sending VA assets and resources to the southern border is baffling. It's deeply troubling and it is unacceptable.
1: Now, this is the same administration, if if we all understand it correctly, they said, well, Americans can't find baby formula for their uh for their children, but we're gonna buy it up by the pallet load and deliver it to illegal aliens on the border, right? Same same folks.
0: Yeah, you know, we can barely take care of our own. You know, we cannot afford to reallocate our resources, our funds, and our clinicians away from the veteran community, you know, to just be put on the border. You know, at you know, as a at a direct cost of the american, you know, uh taxpayer and in uh, no way should this ever be acceptable. And uh, you know, we must make that known uh yeah. to the american people and to our um administration that we cannot and we will not tolerate this.
1: Brian, here's what I'm I'm seeing and I I I've done a fair amount of research on this after you you alerted me to it. You were the first one that uh really kind of poked me and said hey you need to be aware of this but uh they're talking about taking the money out of the veterans administration budget they are talking about diverting the funds but also doctors and nurses at these va facilities and sending them to the border correct
0: yes correct Uh uh First off, this would be extremely demoralizing to the veteran community, a community that is already underserved, uh, you know, a community that is considered to be an at-risk population, you know, a a vulnerable uh, population, you know, that was promised health care and not just health care, but the best health care possible. And, you know, just to explain what at-risk means, you know, is after serving Uh, you know, our country, many veterans are faced with physical, mental, you know, and uh, uh, social issues. And this is why veterans need care in a timely manner uh, without being turned away. And this is why the VA exists. And, you know, you know, is to take care of those special needs, um, you know, of the veteran community. And, you know, you know, it's just, the government has a hard enough time, again, serving those who have served us, um, you know, let alone serving those who enter our country illegally and literally siphon our health care services away from our nation's heroes is right. unimaginable.
1: Well, you know, this is the one time I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Apparently, it's not unimaginable because up there in D.C., uh, there are some folks who not only have imagined this, they're taking steps to do this. Uh, Brian, I. Uh, what, what do we do next, do you think? I mean, it, it's great that you and I can talk about it, and I, I'm just assuming that uh, we're going to have to hit the ground on this and reach out to uh, members of the House and Senate to uh, to block this.
0: Uh, you know, it's an idea right now. Uh, this is something that is not going to, you know, that is not guaranteed to happen. But, you know, I do not trust um, you know, a, a lot of what the administration says and does just because they have been so inept uh, those, you know, thus far. But something that, you know, that I think is very important that we need to touch on here is that, you know, you, you, you talk about sending the VA to the border, you know, and, and then our government also talks about, you know, gi- uh, giving free college away and all this stuff. And the way I look at it is like this. Look, veterans have sacrificed for VA health care. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, veterans have sacrificed for the GI Bill, you know, That's to right. pay for college. That's right, you know, and veterans have sacrificed for our freedom, and now we are giving it all away for free, you know, you know, at no cost monetarily or no cost sacrificially, and, and you know, it's where where is the value That's if right. everything is free, and, and where is the value of serving? Uh, where is the value of education there needs to be a cost and that cost is through sacrifice and serving you know and as a reward the veteran uh, gets at the end of their you know time in service that Mm -hmm. sacrifice is health care and education along with the freedom uh, to live in a a free free and fair uh, you know country and again to give this away uh, for uh, for the taking, again, I'm going to say it, unimaginable.
1: I, uh, Brian, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Listen, uh, I've got, got a number of folks who are reaching out to me on, uh, on Facebook and some other things. I, I didn't want to put you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot. Can you hold on for a moment? Because I'd like to kind of continue this and, and talk a little bit about uh your journey through that va system there's a lot of people going hey didn't i hear brian before you talked to him before and it's absolutely and you've got a book out now uh which is a must mm-hmm. read for everybody but particularly i think uh for for veterans and for uh families who have veterans in their midst so do me a favor hang on just a moment all right that is brian tally you know brian from this program uh i have chatted with uh, brian a number of times over the years you remember that. Uh, Uh, There were folks here in Virginia that picked up the mantle of the tally bill to run with it, to get it through Congress, to get it through the, the, the House and the Senate, to get it onto President Trump's desk, who signed it into law. I've also had the privilege, and it is a privilege, when I have guest hosted on some national programs, Glenn Beck, Todd Starnes, to invite Brian on to tell his story to all of America. It is the most American story. That you're ever going to hear. It's three forty-five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Three fifty-one. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Wednesday afternoon, and uh, we've been chatting with Brian Tally. Brian is uh, is a Marine, and you've heard his story in the past on this program and many, many others. Uh, his experience with the VA would uh, it, it was just appalling, just appalling, and. And Brian was motivated to uh, launch into this activity, became his his own lobbyist, if you will, heading up to uh, D.C. and lobbying congressmen and senators and the office of the president. And now the tally bill is law, thanks to Brian Talley and President Trump, who signed it into law but i i just wanted uh brian to give you a, a snapshot version of that because we don't have very much time but boy i want you to get a copy of his book brian i appreciate you uh hanging on for a couple of minutes extra uh can you give everybody maybe i don't know a 60-second summation of, of what you went through with the va
0: yeah sure so you know back in january 2016 uh, i couldn't get out of bed i had uh you know a sudden onset of pain uh, pain that you that you can't even uh, describe, um, and uh, very long story short, my wife brought me to the VAER uh, and it was just a series of delayed and denied care uh, that would span over four months as I was just given injections of dilaudid and methocarbamol and and, and uh, you know a lot of. Uh, drugs you, you know a lot of high-end drugs and pills mm-hmm. i w- i was in so much pain i you know i i couldn't walk i was in a chair i was confined to a chair um uh, medical malpractice and gross negligence ensued um i ended up uh, uh having some surgery done by an outside provider who saved my life, who opened me up after four months and found that I was being eaten alive by a, a bone eating staph infection that was aggressively attacking my spine and my internal organs. Um, you know, and so, you know, I, I, I lost my li- my livelihood. Um, we lost my, you know, my business our you know, our family car and, uh, you know, life, uh, through some very serious, challenges and adversity my way. And, uh, you know, for years I was a broken, depressed man, and, uh, a- a- anxiety riddled. And, and I just couldn't sit in that chair anymore and, and, and not do something about this egregious 74 year VA legal loophole, um, you know, that destroyed my life and so many, so many others before me. So I, you know, became a veteran advocate, um, I became my own member of Congress because yep. my congressman, um, you know, uh, got kicked out of Congress for, you know, for, uh, you know, breaking rules. Yep. And so I, I created my own voice. I was able to give the voiceless a voice in a way that would add a lot of value and meaning to the veteran community. And the way I look at it is so, someone's got to look out for us. You know, you, yeah. you, you know, it's that, it. you know, you look around right yeah. now in our government, you know, and, and this has been going on for generations. And sometimes, you know, you just have to ask yourself a question. Is the government really looking after the veterans' best interests, um, you know, when things like this happen, you know, with medical malpractice and delayed and denied care and, you know, sending the, you know, the VA to the southern border to, you know, to care for people who are not even veterans, you know, who are not even Americans. So it's just you know, it's sad. And so, you know, my life has become advocacy, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, something I'm very passionate about and something that I continue to do here and, uh, you know, hopefully help others.
1: Absolutely. I had to cut you off. I am out of time. I'm going to put the links up to make sure that people go and get a copy of your book. Uh, Brian is a Marine through and through, and I'll get the details up on how you get his book. You need to read it. It is 356 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA.